Hey there, cadets. Jeff here with a special .5 episode for you. Uh, now, you all know that I love haunts and scary stuff and blah, 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 but I also love escape rooms as well. And, uh, you know, contrary to popular belief, not all of them are scary. Uh, there are some out there that are, of course, but uh, there, there's a lot that are um, more theatrical in nature as well. But, you know, anyway, since the next episode of the show is going to be a little bit late because I'll be at the San Diego Comic Fest this weekend, uh, I thought you guys might be interested in a .5 to hold you over to then. Um, now, before I get into like a brief history of escape rooms and the interviews we have, uh, if you are down in San Diego during the weekend of February 13th and 14th, uh, come visit Rolly and I at the San Diego Comet Fest. Uh, we're doing three panels, one on Saturday at noon and then two on Sunday uh, at 11 and 2 p.m. So come on in and uh, say hello. Anyway, just a brief little history of escape rooms. Um, Real-life room escape rooms are a type of physical adventure game in which people, excuse me, people are locked in a room and they're there with other people and they have to use the elements of the room to solve a series of puzzles and find clues and basically just escape the room as you know it says within a set time limit and some of these um, ones also include subplots as well but it's not necessary and the games are based on the escape the room video games that were popular for a while where players locked inside a room and must explore all the surroundings in order to escape and you know you got to be really observant and use critical thinking skills to escape the room and both the video games and in the actual thing. And the very first one that you know we kind of considered to be the original was John Wilson's 1988 text adventure Behind Closed Doors, in which the person was you know trapped inside a restroom, which is pretty appropriate for Communicable Weekly fans, you know? The first, like, earliest real-life escape room that people can think of is called Origin, and it was created in Silicon Valley by a group of system programmers in 2006. And the entire room was based basically on the mysteries and the works of Agatha Christie, and it really became a really popular tourist attraction. There was another one called Real Escape Game, which was in Japan. It was developed by a 35-year-old named Takeo Kato of the KOT Publishing Company. And in 2000, that was in 2008. And from there, the escape rooms, the real-life ones, began to branch over to Europe, where they you know, basically thrived for many, many years, and slowly they began spreading all over the world and across the pond here in the United States, especially in the last two, three years. There's been a tons of them. And right now, um, in, in 2015, last count, there are over 2,800 real-life escape rooms all over the world. So the best part, to me at least, of these escape rooms is that you are the main character you're not just watching something happen you are actually physically part of the action and you know you really have to bring your own unique experience to it and it kind of forces the game makers to be diverse with all their themes and their puzzles and one of the other notable characteristics of the game is the puzzle versus story aspect you know some of them could be all about solving hard puzzles like math problems which i'm not good at um or just like really brain games and others tend to be more theatrical in focus and how the player must escape from a situation um you know the, the better games are the ones that are able to intertwine the two aspects of this to create this really interesting experience but anyway, we have two interviews for you today. Uh, the first up is Madison and Luke Rhodes from Crossroads Escape Games, and that was one of the most innovative and best escape games, honestly, I've ever seen. You know, everyone in the group there is given a role to play, and then you're separated. You are locked in your own room, and then when the clock starts, you all have to work together to not only escape, but to get to your individual room and back to everyone else again. I mean, it's really, really cool. 
And uh, for you Disney fans, it's literally up the road from Disneyland. So if you're there for a visit, take an hour or two and go uh, check out Crossroads. I mean, it's fantastic. Uh, So here are the roads talking about Crossroads. So I'm here with Madison and Luke of Crossroad Escape Games. Uh, I've just did it, done it for the second time, and I got out, and it was a lot of fun. Um, so what can you guys tell me about Crossroads? How, how did you guys come up with the idea? Why did you want to do an escape room uh, place? Um, I'd say it's because we've done about 30 escape rooms ourselves, and we just kind of started getting bored. Like, we were addicted to them, but every single escape room was very similar. It was like an office building, we're in a room, the door in, was the door out. And it just got to be repetitious. Mm -hmm. So we just had this idea of um, just making it better, just like the next thing. So we divided up the teams, um, put people in their own rooms, kind of saw a lot of problems that we were seeing where like either someone was being left out or like a leader really took control and then everyone didn't really have a whole lot of fun. Um, And we just kind of fixed those problems with what we have as like the hex room. Mm -hmm. So... What what is your backgrounds to begin with? How how did you get into this kind of thing, to you know just to start with? Well, I'm a scenic carpenter, and she is a scenic designer slash scenic painter. So we've been we did a lot of um, theater work in L.A. for small nine nine seat theater type things. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have our degree in theater. Um, yeah. And uh, I've worked in a lot of haunts. I've done Delusion. I was an actor and a, a painter for Delusion. And then for the last three years, I've been the lead scenic painter for Queen Mary's Dark Harbor. So we both have a lot of just like theater and haunt backgrounds. and Which obviously comes in handy in something yes. like this. Yes, well. definitely. <laughs> We've seen the behind the scenes and uh, we're both just horror movie fans. So it just kind of all fell together. So I'm assuming the, the Hex Room, the, you know, the horror story, storyline of it came from your love of horror films to be. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've, we've yeah. seen a lot. We have a, a book called 101 Horror Movies You Have to See Before yes. You Die. Yes. And we take that book like the Bible and we are watching every single one chronologically. I, I know many people who have gone through that entire book already <laughs> and seen every single one. Um, so how long, like start to finish, did it take you to build the Hex Room here? Uh, just construction-wise, it only took about a month. We had a lot of city problems with permits and stuff, so from very start to finish, like getting the lease, it's been about six months. Okay. Um, what about future plans? You guys, I, I know you guys were talking about opening more rooms here. What's coming next for Crossroads? We have a funhouse room in the works. It's going to be kind of like a vintage circus, a lots of... Um, optical illusions and just crazy stuff door after door like every room just gonna get a little bit crazier uh, I'm really really excited for it I'm really excited I'm not gonna <laughs> lie the last time you told us about it I was like this is gonna be great we're hoping for late February early March okay. it all just depends on funds um, how successful the hex room can be before then mm-hmm. um, and then we have a special thing planned for October but we're keeping that a secret until it gets closer awesome um, alright so finally what what is I guess the story behind the hex room overall for people who are coming in and you know what are they in store for in there <laughs> well basically the story behind it is that um, uh, madman has locked you inside his home and he has stereotyped you as stereotypical characters in a horror film and he wants to see if horror movies play out the same way in real life as they do 
in the films. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the storyline. And what that means is that each person in your group is going to be stereotyped as a character. And based on a questionnaire that we have you fill out, and that determines what room you're going to be in. And that room is geared toward that type of person. And so it's to kind of maximize your experience and give you something uh, personal and unique to contribute to the group. When, when you're having people come in here, are they thrown off by having to be put in their own rooms? Like, are they, do they know that's happening ahead of time, most people? Or it's a kind of a surprise to them when they're in there? Um, I mean, it says on our website when you get to get tickets. So yeah. I feel like most people know. A lot of people just bring their friends along. Like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um, and then they're super shocked. But everyone ends up having a great time. I mean, we've even had um, two people start crying because they've been really? so scared. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, that's kind of awesome. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I feel bad, but that's kind of awesome. But, I mean, at the end, they still had a fantastic time. Like, Mm. they loved it. But, I mean, it's just your imagination is your biggest enemy in this thing because you are alone. So, just some people with an overactive imagination just take it to a whole new level, which I think is fantastic. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, all right, so final thing, a couple of quick tips for people. What, What were, I would say, like, maybe some very quick things that they can maybe use their advantage here. Um, definitely look through everything. Um, open every drawer, every book, every jar, every cupboard, anything that you can possibly open, open it. Because you don't know where there's a key or a clue hidden. Um, don't jump to conclusions. Well, we have a lot a of that. People will say, well, all the keys are in this. And we're like, you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you made that up. Um, teamwork is the absolute most important thing. Uh, and we made it as hard as possible for people to act as a team and to communicate, uh, but it's still essential for escaping. Yeah. You cannot do it alone. In fact, we had a group come in, two very strong leaders say like, oh, we're going to do the whole thing by ourselves. And they had um, some kids with them play the other characters and they couldn't do it mm-hmm. because you have to do things to contribute to your team. There's just some things that not everyone can do. And it's great because it gives everyone that personal experience. So where can they people find you on the internet? How can they buy tickets and everything? Yeah, our website is www.crossroadsescapegames.com and we have a Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook page. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, next up, we have Bob from Get the F Out, uh, who have their new room, The Virus, and it's very scientifically minded, and it, it's really fantastic. We had a great one with that, too. The puzzles are actually really hard, and it's kind of amazing the special effects that they pulled off in the room, and it was created by, like, a team of Hollywood special effects people, um, and it's in Los Angeles, so it's really, you know, it's a short drive from anywhere in Southern California, really, and I really recommend it. So here is Bob. So now we're talking to Bob from Get the F Out, uh, who has their first escape room they just opened. It's called The Virus, and I experienced it uh, a couple of days ago at this point, and it was incredible. It was by far one of the coolest, most technologically savvy escape rooms I've ever been in, and it was it was pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. We get out with uh, 29 seconds to spare, and I, I loved it. I know I've been singing its praises to people, so... Bob, Thanks, I, Jeff. I really appreciate that. I mean, you guys did an amazing job. I, I can't get over how fantastic it was. But before we talk about, you know, the virus and uh, how Get the F Out came about, the, tell me a little bit about your background. How, how did you get into this to begin with? Okay, so um, uh, I started off, um, and to this day, I still have a company called Fantastic Race, which is a 
a treasure hunt company. Um, it was not based on Amazing Race. We actually came before the Amazing Race. Um, we are a very elaborate scavenger hunt, treasure hunt company. We combine, uh, we like to think of it as the game meets Da Vinci Code meets the Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, um, uh, we have uh, treasure hunts and scavenger hunts all through Los Angeles. We've got some in Disneyland. We've got uh, races in Texas and in, in, in Hawaii and in Cozumel, Mexico. And uh, we've done really elaborate um, uh, reality uh, blending and, and line blurring uh, races for celebrities and with airplanes. I mean, all sorts of stuff. And then, then um, so I've been doing that for about 20 years. And then I heard about, so puzzles and games are my thing. And then I, I first heard about an escape room. Um, I first played the uh, video game escape rooms online on the iPhone uh, and loved them. Uh, apps like The Room and, you know, its, it's sequel, um, uh, 21 Doors, I think, was, was, was another great one. Uh, and then I heard that uh, Silicon Valley had come out with, with uh, an escape room. Uh, Budapest, Hungary had come up with, uh, with a series of escape rooms. And then, um, I did my first escape room last year in Vegas. Two escape rooms, uh, two completely different escape rooms, which were very, very basic. We were stuck in a room with, um, I, I don't even remember the names of the companies, but they were, they were very low rent, which doesn't mean I didn't enjoy them. I loved them, but mm. they were, very, um, uh, the, the furniture uh, looked like they had been bought from a garage sale. The, the, <laughs> the, the puzzles were written on cardboard. Um, uh, it was very um, uh, low rent, and yet I loved it. Uh, and uh, then this, uh, the escape room phenomenon came to Los Angeles. It exploded. There are, uh, I'm sure you know, Jeff, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of escape rooms here in Los Angeles, and I've, oh, yeah. I've done them all, from, from the basement to Enigma to um, uh, Escape Room LA, Room Escape LA. And so I um, met with uh, my partners from Fantastic Race and, and a couple of other uh, uh, industry people, and we decided to make an escape room that combined everything that I loved from all of the escape rooms that I had experienced in Los Angeles. And then we wanted to push it one step further. Um, So we got some of the people, um, Rob Lambert, who is a a production designer from um, Criminal Minds, and uh, uh, we we got a virtual reality component. Um, uh, Rob Mock, who's a nuclear submarine engineer, um, Anthony Rubivar and, and um, Kerry Brown um, uh, and uh, Yvonne Young, who are actors and, uh, um, and industry, um, Hollywood industry people. Uh, we got one of the people from Nine Inch Nails. Um, and, and we really put together something that we hoped would be a technological marvel, um, something that would really put you in uh, in the scene, and so it didn't really seem like uh, you were in a room filled with um, thrift shop furniture, but but you would actually be in a government laboratory. And I mean, I have to say, you guys totally pulled it off. Um, you know, we walked in there, and the set already looked fantastic compared to some of the other escape rooms I've been to. It was just really impressive. It actually did look like a government lab. But then you guys take it a step further to further immerse your audience inside the escape room, and you have a whole VR introduction. Can you tell me? A little bit how that came about and how long it took yeah, to make that absolutely so um we actually we, we never planned to have a vr component um uh virtual reality it has this is the year of virtual reality as well i just came back from sundance 
Um, uh, there was a movie, uh, a movie called The Blackout Experiments. That's that's another story. Um, but <laughs> VR is everywhere there. There's there's uh, there's VR rooms and VR suites. Virtual reality is the thing. And um, often in in movies, um, you have a script and and uh, all of a sudden something changes uh, and 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 the script is modified. Stanley Kubrick used to famously modify his scripts. Uh, um, uh, in Clockwork Orange, uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell did a little song and dance, and then there was that 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 famous singing in the rain scene was was born from that. So Kerry Brown um, had experienced virtual reality, the Oculus Rift, uh, uh, six months ago, and he said we have to put this in the room. So um, uh, we've never seen this before, but we decided to go for broke. We linked up eight Oculus Rifts, and we. Um, that is our introduction to the escape room. All of the, everyone has the same experience at the same time going down a virtual elevator shaft, being, um, being plunged deep into the earth and, 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 um, uh, and um, uh, shot across a... Um, a lot of people have said it reminds them of a video game or like being in Half-Life. Yes. Um, we, <laughs> we, we, we shoot people across pneumatic tomb, uh, uh, tubes, uh, across caves... Uh, and into a, 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 a through monkey cages, you know, uh, and and into a government laboratory, and and a lot of people feel motion sick, uh, but you're not actually moving because it, the the effect is that real and that disorient. It's funny that you said that because um, when we were after we had left and Alex, my son, had said to me, why did we have to hold the bars when we were watching the video at first? And and that's exactly what I said to him, because you're not actually moving because but you're you know, your eyes see that you're moving. That just makes your body feel like you're moving. You get a little, you know, motion sickness or, you know, fall over a little bit. So you guys really pull it off well. And you even thought of all the safety features for that, too. So I was really, really impressed of, of how it was all pulled off. Um, Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you guys were very technologically savvy through, you know, the course of the the room itself and, and the puzzles you guys did. How, how long did it take you guys to really map out the how, how the story of the room was going to go and actually make it come to fruition? So that's, that's interesting. So what happened, uh, uh, this entire process took a year, and I decided that um, – uh, as I said before, I went to almost all of the rooms in Los Angeles. There's so many; it's almost uh, a new one is popping up every every ten seconds. It's impossible to see them all. But I've 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 been to dozens of rooms, and and I decide I, I wanted to um, take the flavor. I I, I don't want to copy anything. I wanted to take um, a fresh look at the escape room, um, and take some of the best elements that I that I experienced in other escape rooms. Um, and create what what I felt would be the greatest escape room of all time. So I put on paper what Bob Glauberman's um, dream escape room, if money was no object. Then we put together this dream team of Hollywood personnel, um, uh, people from Not Scary Farm and the Nine Inch Nails, as I said before. We have lights and sounds and and um, uh, and the builder from from Criminal Minds. And we came together and we discussed what was possible and what was not possible. And some things I had not even thought of before, like the virtual reality, where uh, that, that component was not dreamed of in my dream escape room. Um, I mapped out the idea of a virus that had um, uh, an airborne Ebola virus. Uh, this, was, this was during the, um, I started to come up with the idea during the Ebola outbreak last year. 
and what if Ebola had gone vi- um, airborne, had gone viral. So, so I dreamed up uh, an, the idea of uh, an airborne Ebola virus that has wiped out uh, the nation, and uh, you need a, a number of doctors, uh, scientists, who would be able to go down into a government laboratory and come up with an antidote. Um, and all of the, the various different uh, chemicals that you need to find in the laboratory are all connected with chemical clues, um, clues requiring um, uh, physics and optics and chemical reactions and magnetism, um, with the exception of one uh, sort of through line of the, uh, with the exception of one puzzle, which is the giant aha moment and through line of the room. I don't want to say what it is. Every other puzzle is a scientific slash chemical um, reaction, uh, and and that was intentional. A lot of puzzles that I've, a lot of rooms that I've been in are fantastic. I I, I love so many of uh, the, the the basement comes to mind. Uh, I, I sing the praises of the basement. Um, uh, room Escape Los Angeles. Um, uh, uh, they, they do such a good job, and yet. It, in my mind, it could be one step better if every single puzzle was somehow tied into the theme of the room. And so that's what we tried to do with the virus, to make every single puzzle somehow physics-based, chemistry-based, magnetism-based, something having to do with science. I, I mean, And again, that's what I really loved about it. Because, you know, I've been to enough escape rooms now where eventually some of them, the puzzles, while they're all, you know, they're fun, they start to look the same from room to room. So I really have to I commend agree. you and your team on, you know, the amazing work you did. It, again, very technologically savvy, very scientifically based. And, you know, it had me racking my brain and trying to remember stuff from high school and middle school. Like, trying to, like, <laughs> what, what does this mean? How do I do this? Um, right, 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 right. But it's perfect. It really makes you work for the prize, which we did. And, it, you know, you guys were super duper impressive with it. And I, I just have to commend you. You have an impressive array of talents behind your room. I, I think the most impressive list of people that helped pull it together out of all the escape rooms I've been to. So and, and it shows because it is by far one of the best I've been to. So you guys are excellent. Top one of the top on the list. I have to say that. <laughs> I, I love it. I lo- thank you again, again. Thank you so much. Your uh, your your opinion means so much. I I've, I've been reading your reviews. I'm a fan um, uh, from uh, from from your 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 experiences through haunts uh, and uh, and through blackout and and I agree with you most of the time. Not all the time. Not all the time, which is fine. Yeah. So, but uh, but th- your your opinion means a lot to me. So, thank thank you, Jeff. Just to let you know, the listeners know, uh, I actually met Bob through Blackout, which you know I have talked about on the show before. A lot of people have said I'm crazy because of it, but that's how we know each other. So, me it's, too. Me see? too. People and, and also crazy, but also they, they say the same things to me. Like I tell them about Blackout, and like a look of horror comes over their face. <laughs> exactly. So, um, similar, right? Literally the same and exact I, reaction. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really funny, but you know, eventually you you, you get that one or two person uh, that that one person who just sort sort of gets it. Uh, every, everyone else sort of uh, thinks I'm I'm crazy. Exactly, but that's okay. I'm all right with that. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> so, for the people that are in the Los Angeles area, uh, where can they find more information about uh, get the f out and the virus? Go to www.getthefoutroom.com, www.getthefoutroom.com. Um, and um, uh, we, we have shows, um, games, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
Uh, eventually, we're going to expand Monday through uh, Sunday, but for now, we're Thursday through Sunday. And um, uh, it's a lot of fun, so come see us. And just as a sidebar, because, again, there's a lot of theme park people that listen to this show, where can they find out more information about um, your your races as well? Because I'm sure some of them would be into that when you hold that at Disneyland. Oh, absolutely. Oh, thanks, Jeff. So, um, the, uh, Fantastic Race, you can find it at fantasticrace.com. Um, when you go to fantasticrace.com, there's a, a little interactive menu with all the places we have races, including Disneyland and California Adventure. Just sort of hover your cursor over the little... Um, uh, compass roses on the little map that we have and information about the various races will will pop up Um, and we're also always doing special races like we do um, uh, occasionally a food truck race where we scatter uh, seven food trucks across Los Angeles and the clues are in the food and so you eat your way through Los Angeles (laughs) that's amazing Um, we've done we've done uh, celebrity races where celebrities uh, and and we do this for various charities that I feel um, strongly about we have we actually get celebrities in the flesh like Neil Patrick Harris um, uh, Jack Black um, uh, to actually hand out and give you the clues um, and if again if you if you want to be put on our mailing list uh, go to fantasticrace.com send us an email to fantasticrace at gmail.com we'll put you on the mailing list and and you'll never get rid of us every time we come up with a new race. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you very much for answering some of my questions, Bob. And again, get the F out room. Guys, go check it out. It's fantastic. Well, that's all for this point five episode, cadets. Uh, I know we love escape rooms here, but I'd love to know if you guys have ever been to an escape room or two before. So let us know. You know, shoot us an email at communicrewweekly at gmail.com or give us a call on the GOAT line at 424-785-GOAT. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show.